T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on WBEN. Now, WBEN's David Bellavia. Hey, welcome back to Hardline. In studio, we have the former host of Hardline, Mr. Kevin Hardwick. Thank you, sir, for uh, for being here. Yeah, David, uh, thank you for the invitation. Uh, first time, long time. <laughs> long time <laughs> I'll, listen. I'll hang up and listen. You are the uh, you are in the obviously the Erie County uh, legislation. You are in District Four. Uh, you long term Republican, now a Democrat. I, I think the the first thing we I, I want to unpack. Uh, is that, you know, the, the way that this whole thing went down, uh, the way, and again, I'm sure there's backstory to everything. There's two sides to everything. Do you regret the way that it was handled, the way you maybe handled it? Or do you feel that it was... I, I, I wish I had handled some things differently, obviously, uh, along the way. I mean, I mean realize... Um, I, I talked about it before, and I talked about everything going on on the national level, and the Republican Party not being the same one that I joined back in the time of Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush. And in 40 years or so, I've changed, too. I've had kids. I've had, uh, you know, my father died. I've had, you know, those things change you. Life events. But I think, sure. But I think, I think the party changed more than I did. But that was not sufficient to, to leave. It was necessary, I think, everything that's gone on the na- National Party. And I was quite willing to stay around and wait for everything to sort itself out because I think eventually parties come back to the center because we're a two-party system and that's the only place you win. Uh, parties need to win and they have to come back to the center. They can't well, go out. Uh, Democrats are flirting with going way left. Republicans right. are now way right. You, you, you can't win out there. Eventually, you got to come back to the center. But but really, it was you know. But what, let, let what, me just let what, me just pull because you sure. were say you say flirting with the far left. I mean, you you can argue that the Democratic platform in New York State is not oh, flirting oh, with anything. New York, yeah. Uh, so, but you chose. But but I'm talking about the National Party. But but it was it was like I said that was a necessary but not a sufficient condition. Why not for do my the move. Why not do the Lynn Dixon approach where you're just an independent? Well, you know, I, I I thought about that. And I thought about, I mean, I thought about there were a number of options. I mean, there was uh, uh, just caucusing with the Democrats uh, and, uh, and, and, and remaining a Republican. There was, um, you know, there was the Lynn Dixon approach, certainly, and then caucusing with the Democrats. Or there was go all the way in. And quite frankly, you know, when it first broke that I was doing all of this, I hadn't made that decision. It took took better part of a month afterwards for me to make the decision. Uh, in the middle of December, I called a- after after the budget vote fallout, right. in which uh, I uh, I talked to Mark Polencars and put together a compromise proposal, brought it back to the Republicans. They wanted no part of it. Accused me of selling out. Were really upset that I was talking to the county executive, uh, and and you know after. The problem two years earlier where I was the lone Republican vote for the ECMC credits, 
which I think was another important vote. I think it was the right vote, and perhaps we can talk about that vote later. Um, you know, there was just no putting this back together. There was no way they wanted me in the caucus and no way I wanted to be in that caucus. I mean, it was, was not going to be able to put back together. In the past, uh, Nick Langworthy, uh, chairman of the Republican Party, was able to smooth things over. And Nick is someone I have the, you know, I, I considered him a friend. I still do. Haven't talked to him since December. I called him middle of December uh, on a Saturday morning and told him, you know, that things just weren't going to be put back together. Uh, he, you know, he said he was about to call me and that, you know, we needed to get things together. I said, Nick, it's not going to happen this time. And I wanted him to hear it from me and not hear it on the street. The following morning, I did the, my final Hardline show. It was one with uh, a, kind of a tribute to Jimmy Griffin. I right, had his right, right. daughter in. I had Don Postles in. I thought it was a great show. The following day was a Monday. I had a uh, meeting with Tim Wenger, and I told him that, you know, it was the middle of December now, that I was, you know, done. It was Christmas. It was New Year's. And the following year was going to be my reelection year anyway, which is now this year, that you know, it was a good time to, 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 to move on, uh, and I wanted to give him that heads up. And I also told him at that time, you know, that I was going to be leaving the, uh, the, the caucus and caucusing with the Democrats. And I wasn't really sure whether I was going to become a Democrat or an independent or what. But, but you, you, you articulated but then, that. But then, but yeah. You're saying to, that you, to, you told him that this I, is I, what I you told, were doing. I told that to, to Tim, yes. Okay. And then, and then Tuesday morning, I dropped my... That was Monday when I met with Tim. Tuesday morning, I dropped my grandmother, or grandmother, my granddaughter, uh, off at school, and I returned, uh, and I got a call from Joe Beamer, the Joe Beamer, the Joe Beamer, the Joe Beamer, Hokie Beamer. fan, Mets fan, right, right, right. Uh, and Beamer says, uh, "Do you want to?" It was I don't know, eight something. Well, it had to be seven thirty right. or so, whenever. And because that's about the time I would get back from dropping my granddaughter off. It was and a seven. Do you want to respond? No, stop do, it. Do you want to respond? He says, "Do I respond to Nick Langworthy's tweet?" And I said, uh, "I suppose." Uh, what did he tweet? And you know, he, Nick called me a sellout and all that. He announced it for me. I wasn't planning on announcing this thing until after. You know, after but, Christmas anyway, maybe between maybe after New Year's, after the holidays were out, and Nick kind of kind of pushed up my timetable. Um, so, I, so I, I want to get to this because yeah, this is this yeah. is a part that I, I think it it, per, it had to personally hurt you because Sandy Beach, well, uh, considered you you had a relationship I, I, certainly, and and I I heard some of that show. And well, you were on the the morning show, right? Well, I was on the morning show with uh, with Brian and Susan. That's right. And during the course of the thing, again, I hadn't decided whether I was going to go independent. I hadn't decided what I was going to do. I just knew I wasn't going to be caucusing with them. And Nick kind of kind of forced my hand there. Um, again, I, I was going to make up that decision after after the holidays and, you know, make the public announcement. Uh, but, you know, and, and I don't hold that against Nick, by the way. Kudos to Nick. Nick was doing and Nick said some things. Nick was doing his job. He was doing what he had to do. Right. So anyway, Beamer calls me and or Beamer calls me and says, "You want to come on?" I went out with uh, Susan and Brian, and, and during the course of that interview, I recall Brian asked me, "You know, well, you know, have you made up your mind?" I said, "Well, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do, Democrat or Independent or whatever, or remain Republican, I suppose." 
And uh, he said, well, you know, why would you change? And he was posing a hypothetical. Well, and then I began to speculate. Well, if I were to go with the Democrats, it would be because I could, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, the, the, the usual stuff was on my mind that I would be considering. Um, you know, I would, I would be able to have a say in, 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 in primaries and I would have, uh, you, know, you know, be able to vote for myself. And, you know, a bun bunch of reasons came to mind and I'm not sure which of them I gave, but I hadn't made up that that mind yet. And then, you know, then I guess Sandy took that as uh, me telling Beamer I hadn't made up my mind because that's what, when Beamer called, again, Beamer called and it was cold. You know, I wasn't expecting that call. He says, you know, you want to go out and respond? I said, well, yeah. And then Beamer and I are chit-chatting while, you know, while, while I'm waiting to be interviewed. You've been on the phone and you talk with Beamer. I, I get while, it. Here, while, they're, while they're winding up. I'll unpack and, and this, And Beamer though. asked me, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And I said, I haven't made up my mind. And somehow Sandy got the got the, the idea that, that, yeah. that uh, from the Brian uh, question that right. I had made up my mind. But, but just I, unpack this for me because here, yeah. here's the part where I'm not, I'm not following. I don't care if Nick Langworthy uh, tweets that I'm a transgender Muslim. If that's what comes out of his Twitter account, it doesn't make me a transgender Muslim. Yeah. Okay? So if he tweets out that you're a turncoat, a liar, or whatever, why would you then walk right into that and, and actually, why not just caucus with the Democrats? Why not just do the, you know, do whatever lead? I don't understand how his Twitter account affects your decision to become a Democrat. Well, it didn't. It, it just it, it just, pushed you. It it just pushed me into that interview with Brian and quite frankly everybody else right. uh, a week or two before I I had hoped to uh, have that uh, ha you know make that decision. I hadn't thought it through, but I did know I wasn't going to be caucusing with them. So now you're 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 so kind of. I, I was in the middle of a decision. I knew yeah. what it was a sequential decision. I knew I wasn't going to caucus with them. I wasn't sure whether I was going to be a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. That decision could wait till after Christmas. Well, you know, Nick forced my hand, which, again, I'm not upset about that. I, I kind of, you know, I'm smiling as I say that. He, he did his job. Is there a world where you become a Republican again? I don't think so. I mean, you're, I, I think you're, all, you're only allowed so many epiphanies, aren't you? Aren't there rules to that? Well, I don't think there well, are well, rules. Well, you know, you know what? Uh, obviously, if the, uh, if, if, if the uh, um, Democrat Party changed so much— so that on every issue, I was just saying, I can't, I can't support this. Can, can know, I just you know, ask you, know, are you, are you pro-life? I am. I am. You I'm, don't, I'm, you don't find the, the governor's I, abortion? I, yeah, yeah. I, I do have a huge problem with that. Yes. But that, that's, that to you, whether it's Donald Trump or it's Joe Larigo or it's yeah. Nick Langworthy, whatever reasons caused mm -hmm. you to make a decision to jump, the, the, the actual foundation and the, and the, the tenets of the current Democratic Party is enough for you to say, I can still love those guys more than I, I, I can still I can still work with those guys. You know, we have a we have a two party system. And right. my my class at, uh, at Canisius, my freshman class, I, I pose this. Uh, you know, we've got in the Catholic Church now we've got two popes. Right. We've got Pope Francis and Pope Benedict, who's required retired. Let let let's say they both you know decided to come to America. They become citizens. Now they have to register in a party. What do you think? What do you think Francis would be? He'd, he'd be a Democrat. Come on, you know that. Well, because of social justice and right, all of that. Okay, That's sure. a Democratic Party. 
what would Benedict be? He's more conservative. He's still, you know, right. he'd be he'd be a Republican. Now, my question to you: But they're both are, pro-life. Are the popes are the popes Catholic? <laughs> the yeah, popes yeah, are Catholic. They are both pro-life. They are. But yeah. Francis would be yeah. more on the social justice side. I see. What Problem you're is All with right. a two-party system, which is what we have in America. Yeah. You can't get a tailored you know suit. You can't. It's it's small or or large. And those of us who are in the mediums who might say, yeah, I'd like this part of this party, but that part of that party, you know, we're out in the wasteland. Kevin Hardwick, we are going to speak more with you. I want to get into some of these votes, uh, some of, and just kind of walk us through what an epiphany is like. Because maybe, <laughs> no, seriously, at, at this stage of your life, yeah, you know, there's. I, I don't like the sound of that. Uh, no, no, this I, I want to. No, 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 no. I'm dead I'm, yet, David. <laughs> no, I'm, sa- I'm saying at this stage of your political yes. career, this you're, you know that this was going to be very difficult. You were walking into a firestorm. I got to take a break. When we yeah. come back, I want to talk Good. more about what that's like for you, what that's like for your family, quite frankly, yeah. because you go from beloved, uh, you know, the, a guy uh, that everyone supports on a radio show to all of a sudden everyone's swinging at you. And you're not accustomed to that. So I want to know how uh, how that was like for you. More with Kevin Hardwick right after this. All my route of friends have settled Welcome down. back to Hardline. We've got... Uh, Kevin Hardwick in studio. He's obviously running for re-election. He's now a Democrat. He was the host of Hardline for many, many years. And honestly, one of the reasons why I, I between Dave Debo and Kevin Hardwick, I fell in love with this format. I fell in love with this program. Uh, you know, we all do things our own different way, but I do appreciate your service here. And one of the things I, I wanted to do when I first, you know, took over was make it so that you were getting your just dues for a job well done. I think many people miss you on the air. And you thank you. And, and I want to thank you for continuing this program. It's it's very important. You know, I mean, we had a brief conversation off air. Um, you know, it, it this is so unlike anything in this market. I mean, you got you got the newspaper where you're limited to so many column inches. You got TV news where you may get an eight second soundbite right, from someone. Right. I mean, we're we're exploring some serious stuff, and 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 you know, you're you're able to to delve into it and to. You know, I, 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 I think I think we need this because it's it's more than just talking points and 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 sound bites. It's it's information and uh, that that people need. Now you have an opponent in the uh, fourth district. I have uh, I've tried very hard to get your opponent on this program, and you know, obviously uh, the policy is equal time. If mm-hmm. if I give you an hour, I've got to give your opponent an hour. I have reached out to your opponent at least. Ten times to try to get him on the program. I don't know what the disconnect is, uh, but I'm doing my best to continue to do that. But we're running out of time. Uh, so, you know, you can only offer uh, this opportunity to so many people uh, or so many times before you just have to say, I got to do other things. I mean, there's other things going on. But now that you're here and we there was, a, a, I think, a mindset that when you made that change over to the Democratic Party, that this was a Trump decision. That this is that you know you decided no. the national party in the direction the Republicans were free traders now they're not I, you don't you don't I, well no I I that was not enough that's no, not it, enough. it was it was necessary but not sufficient if if I wasn't dissatisfied with the way things were going on the national level then then certainly I wouldn't have made the made the switch uh, you know. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the real impetus was everything going on locally. And there were two key votes. One a couple years ago right. on ECMC, 
uh, credits uh, with their expansion for their uh, their you know the financing for their emergency room for their their addition there. Uh, that was I, I strayed from the party line, uh, and I voted for the uh, the acceptance of the credits for the county, which was turned out to be like twenty two or twenty three million dollars that the county now has to put towards. Uh, it, it was a one shot twenty two or twenty three million dollars to put towards what costs us. $50 million every year taxpayers of Erie County pay to ECMC uh, to make up for indigent care for underinsured and uninsured individuals. It didn't seem to me, you know, too much to ask that uh, uh, ECMC uh, give us, uh, you know, give us these credits because we saved them money on the financing, letting them go through uh, the county and the county's control board to do their, you know, use their better credit rating to do the financing on their $100, $120 million project. They took the savings and rather than keeping them themselves, they offered them to us. I mean, Mark Polenkar's negotiated that deal. Seemed to be a good deal to me. Uh, you know, I mean, hopefully Donald Trump makes out as well with the Chinese as Polenkar's made out with the what's it, what's with it, ECMC. Uh, and I was and that 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 cost me. It cost Tom Logren. It cost Peter Savage, uh, the conservative uh, nomination that year, two years ago. Okay, so so get, walk me through. Uh you were a proponent of term limits as a Republican. I was. Are you still a proponent of term yes, limits? Yes, yes. So your your principles can't, I mean, your party affiliate, you could become a, a Yankee fan, you could become a, a Red Sox fan. I guess, you know, it, it's strange to yeah. be a Bills fan and a Patriots fan, but it doesn't change the fact that you have core principles of this is who you are. You're either pro-gun, you're anti-gun, you can evolve a little bit, move. But how do you then go over to a party, you know, that that just the Democratic Party, are they going to listen to you on term limits? Do they want to have that discussion when it oh, comes I, to guns? I, I, I don't think so. But um, we tried passing term limits, I believe it was four years ago. Mm-hmm. We had uh, five Republicans, myself included, and Lynn Dixon, who was an Independence Party member, co-sponsoring it. Uh, we had a public hearing. It would have called for 12 years uh, term limits. Uh, for county legislators, uh, and we tried to bring it to a vote. And what the, year are you now? I, I'm I'm completing my tenth year. Okay, so this w- would would you then say this is your last go around? I wouldn't say that uh, because we don't have term limits. If we did right. have term limits, but and would it you, said I ter- termed out. You know, the, but the you're saying limit, though that the term limit, the term limit um, uh, uh, resolution or the term limit local law that we were passing, the charter change. Would have uh, would not have been retroactive. I don't think it. I don't think it can be retroactive. I'm not even talking about it. the law. I'm just saying if the principle is that no one should serve more than 12 years. Yeah. Why not just say I'm not going to serve more than 12 years? Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not ready at this point to say that. And that's fair. Uh, um, in two years, maybe I'll maybe I'll be there. I, I and that may be a case of uh, you know do as I say, not as I do. Well, uh, I'm, I'm for term limits for everybody else, David. Yeah. <laughs> Let me let me ask you uh, just real quick, uh, just a we, we limited amount of time. You know what? I'm going to save this for the next All one. Right. When we come back from this break and news, I want to ask you if if you were ready for what happened, if you were prepared emotionally mm-hmm. for the onslaught of negativity, because I don't think anyone is really open for for what uh, what came your way. Kevin Hardwick is in studio, running for re-election in the fourth district, Erie County Legislature. Uh, we'll have more with Kevin Hardwick right after this. It's Hardline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It's Hardline. We've got Kevin Hardwick, the old host of Hardline. He was a Republican, became a Democrat. He's running for re-election in uh, District 4 in the Erie County uh, Legislature. Uh, uh, Mr. Hardwick, also professor. And now, here's my question. You, you talk to young, you know, wide-eyed, optimistic young people every day who want to talk about politics and why they do it. Come on. Why are you doing it? I mean, did you have any idea when you decided? I mean, you figured it was going to be a news day, a cycle or two. Oh, did oh you I, expect- I, knew I, I knew I was in the week from hell, for the week from hell. I, I knew what was going to happen. Did you expect I, to be I, called? I, first of all, again, as we talked about earlier, I wasn't expecting it to happen before Christmas. I was hoping right. to get it after the holidays. But but you, know, you took some, but, you took but, some but hits. I knew, I knew whenever it went public. Yeah. That it would it would be like that. No, I I wasn't surprised by how ferocious it was, and and for you know for that reason I tell people you know when I left the Republican caucus, it wasn't a coin flip. It wasn't well I could stay there, I could leave. Which do I do? No, because I knew if I left uh, and caucus with the Democrats, it was going to be hell. What's uh, the what's the conversation? So, what's the conversation with your family when this happens? Well, what do you they, do? they they were right. My my wife has been through this. Uh, you know, I uh, I met or I, I was dating her when I ran for councilman in the town of Binghamton back in, I think it was 19, I'm sure it was 1978. It was the year before we were married. Um, you know, she's she's been through <laughs> with me through various battles. So have the kids. Um, you know, that you, you grow up in a household like that. It's uh, it's it's what you expect. You know, it's my last guest on on Hardline before I before I left before I uh, left that chair you're sitting in now uh, was a show I did on uh, Jimmy Griffin you know ten years after his death and right. Maureen uh, Griffin Tomzak was here and of mm. course you know I'm sure she would know what that was like growing up I mean I I my kids. You know, what they've gone through pales in comparison to what Jimmy Griffin's kids went through, obviously. Now, let me ask you, you've got the the principles in which, uh, you know, you ran for election. You got into Mm -hmm. politics on small government, accountability of government, uh, balancing budgets, spending, uh, you know, I I would make the argument of of kitchen table economics Mm -hmm. where you don't spend what you don't have. Uh, that you uh, reduce the burden on the taxpayer. Sure, yes. Uh, and then you you evolved into all the different issues of the day. The SAFE Act came about. Uh, there became these almost, it almost seemed like in New York State, it was the governor, the, the party of the governor versus the rest of constitutional conservatives, mm-hmm. whatever it was. You might not be on fire on social issues, but not a lot of Republicans in New York, quite frankly, are on fire when it comes to social issues. How do you take those core principles that you introduced yourself to, you know, voters in your district and now say, OK, I'm in a party that traditionally that has not been, you know, their core, their yeah, core well, principles. How do well, you do that? Well, you know, I, I would say to them, I'm, I'm in a party, my allegiance 
uh, is not to the Republican caucus or to the Democrat caucus. It's to the people of the 4th District. And the people that are helping Erie County now uh, and, you know, are the Democrats, I believe. I think they're doing more. They're the ones that voted for the ECMC credits. Again, we, we pay $50 million a year to ECMC to pay for indigent care, uh, uninsured, underinsured. And uh, the Republicans turned up their nose on the deal that the county executive negotiated with ECMC a couple years ago. They said, no, 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 we don't want the 22 or $23 million. We're afraid that uh, uh, ECMC may, may go broke. Uh, but, but you and, can't, and, and but that, you, was, that was such a ridiculous argument because if they did, we would we would pay anyway. Right, right. But it's but, not like you know when I, when I go and buy a car and the car dealer says you know I'll give you a thousand or two thousand dollars off here, I'll give you a discount. I don't say well you know can you afford that to give me that discount? I mean it was so so ridiculous. But okay, but you you keep I, going I, I, I you mean, keep going back to that vote and I and, and I and, don't and, I don't want to well, cheapen it. I don't want to cheapen that and, that's well, what you were passionate about. But, but, but I want to I want to get to the latest vote was right. on the Erie County budget. And it but was see, this, but that, that's important though because that the budget was something. Well, I do want to talk about. Yeah, that. no, because you, but you were always, you know, I hate to use the hard line, but that that's <laughs> what you were on budgets. You you have been well, extremely sure. articulate and outspoken about the responsibility yeah. and levies. Yeah. And, and this, Here's, you can't say that Mark Polencars is doing the responsible thing. Uh, if I'm talking well, let, to Kevin Hardwick let, in 2013, let, let's talk about that vote in particular. Yes. because that's the vote that just after that vote, it was it, it was, was over. over, right? And it was just a matter of time before I made the announcement. Okay, it was okay. very very awkward after that. The uh, the Republican amendments, um, which I originally signed on to, they weren't finalized, but I originally signed on. I'll stipulate that. Uh, called for a $10 million reduction in the tax levy. Now, the tax levy, that's the amount of money in property taxes that we raise, this year is like $293 million or something like right. that. Um, they want to reduce it by $10, $10 million. Now, how are they going to do that? What did the amendments uh, include? Well, you know, it was like, let's pretend I mean, I could reduce my budget on paper. I could say, well, let's pretend to my wife next year we're not going to get an electric bill or we're not going to have a gas bill or we're not going to have to have gasoline by the car, for the car. That's basically what much of this amendment package was. For instance, they took the uh, risk retention fund, which the county executive had at $5 million. They wanted to cut $4 million, bring it down to $1 million, Okay, They wanted $1 million in the risk retention fund. Now you ask, what's the risk retention fund? Well, that's the fund we pay our settlements out of. Okay, you know, We get sued. We get sued all the time. We pay out of that. We also pay for outside counsel from that. So they wanted to bring it down to $1 million. Okay, um, $600,000 of that goes right out the window for insurance uh, tied to the Buffalo Bills and our game day expenses there and the like. So so you're left, you would have been left with $400,000. Is that enough to pay for all the judgments that we're going to get this year? Well, I can tell you it's probably not going to be. We had an executive session uh, in, in during the budget deber- deliberations in you know November, December, um, with the county attorney's office. And obviously, I don't want to get into the Carl Palladino problem with the school board. But the county attorney or the assistant county attorney went over, you know, many of the cases that are pending out there. And I can tell you, you know, a million dollars wasn't going to cut it. OK, that five million dollars. OK, a lot closer so- where it's going to be. I mean, all you have to do 
is read the newspaper and see where we're getting sued. At the time we were consider considering this, we had a, a, a former social services commissioner on trial or about to be tried for rape in Albany County of a social services uh, employee. I mean, you know, and, and I mean, just the slip and falls are going to cost it, you something. In you 2012, got, though, yes. in, in 2012, you have a newsletter, the column that, uh, that you wrote mm -hmm. for the, uh, uh, the citizen tax cut. Okay, in September yes. of 2012, you wrote, sure. to cut property taxes, therefore we must cut government expenditures. Uh, in my two and a half years on the county legislature, I have voted many times to cut government costs. Many of these votes have been difficult, especially the ones involving layoffs. They were, however, necessary to keep the mm -hmm. lid on taxes. In 2011, you then went on to say, without future cuts, we'll not be able to sustain the services currently offered by the county, and our great expectations will be dashed. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so and, how, how and we well, we did make cuts that first year. No, but but now but what we're saying, though, is that if we're going to state that, you know, without these with mm -hmm. without adjusting where we're currently at, we're not going to be able to have these programs in 2011 and 2012. Kevin Hardwick was the guy that said, well, do we really need these programs? Let's do what we absolutely have to do for the you know, for yeah, the benefit. And I, and, and I think we can do that on a selective basis. You know, if you want to you want to cut taxes. You've either got to cut government programs, uh, or you've got to you've got to increase the uh, revenue, the, the you know the uh, the evaluation of the 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 county. Uh, so you so, know, you know, so why not so cut you, the programs? Hmm? But you were well, all well, about I think, cutting. I, the I, I, I think you do where you can. Okay, so you know, when it comes to uh, plastic bags and initiatives that the the uh, you know the uh, county executive is putting out there, are you telling me that there aren't there's not fat there? There's not the ability for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we funded anything for plastic bags. No, no, I'm just saying I mean, the, that the county executive. We're now uh, we're, the we're charging. Executive wanted to come. Uh, this is before the state legislation, of course. Wanted to have money for a for a study, and I, along with others, basically said no. I, I'm no not. I'm not. But I'm saying that if we're going to be like, okay, so we're going to charge for paper bags we're going to mm -hmm. go across and, and push this well, agenda well, here we're not going to charge for paper bags what, what that, i'm saying that would take affirmative action on okay. part of the county legislature i'm using so. this I'm, we're, we uh, let's, I, I let's, don't think there's any appetite here here what sure. i'm saying though i'm saying that we're, we're talking about issues that you know you would you would almost uh, extrapolate from the debate that the county executive and the democrats in erie county are having that people actually care about plastic and paper bags nobody cares about that that's something from mm -hmm. albany your people in the fourth district could care less about they care about their their homes they care about school sure they taxes do. they care about staying in good jobs so as far as this distraction goes what programs does kevin hardwick see right now in erie county that we can cut like you did in 11 and 12 and then maybe we you, can uh, you know, start you know, to make I, it a fair I, I think some of the my my focus right now is on uh, uh education uh and the roads uh yeah ecc ecc uh you know has 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 been struggling for years i think it's been underfunded right that's a case where i think we can spend money uh, to make money. Uh, one of the problems we have, and it, it's especially acute in my district, I represent Grand Island and the Tonawandas mm -hmm. on the northern tier of the county. Uh, many of our students graduate high school and they go across the border to NCCC, Niagara County Community College. Right. When they do that, Erie County gets a bill from Niagara County for, I don't know, 2000 maybe more per student. Uh, that's called a, a chargeback. Erie County then takes that 
$2,000 bill or whatever it's up to now and puts it on the taxes of the uh, taxpayers, property taxpayers, right. in the community from which the, the student hailed. So if a, if, if, if a, a student from Amherst goes to NCCC, uh, it doesn't cost me $2,000 exactly. in the city of Tonawanda. There's However, an incentive. If, if, if a city of Tonawanda resident goes to uh, NCCC, I and the other taxpayers in the city of Tonawanda have to have to pay that $2,000. Well, we're doing our best to make uh, spend money to make ECC more attractive, and we're trying to encourage students to stay in Erie County, and that's going to help especially uh, taxpayers in my district because we're the ones hit hardest by that chargeback problem. Where's the case, and that's that's money put onto our taxes, and we can we can you know we can save that if we do a good enough job with ECC. Making that more attractive. When you look at uh, Orchard Park and and the stadium, uh, is that are we going to just have a giant hole out there if we build the stadium yeah, in downtown? You know, you, you know, I, I, obviously, we're only in the early stages of looking at that. Obviously, you know, Erie County isn't going to fork out a billion dollars plus to build a stadium or a convention center, for that matter. Well, I let's think, talk I think about anything. That. I think anything we do. Uh, we're not going to do without sufficient help uh, from the state uh, state government. Now, uh, the county the, executive though thinks that the you know we did a study. Yeah, convention center. Uh, he believes that we're in the convention center business. We we haven't we? we haven't had that conversation in the legislature yet. I'm I'm you know I I, I would love to have a new convention center. I think the one we have is uh, is dated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I you're, you're not proud to point to that, but. The question is, can we afford that? And I think there's a lot more uh, research that needs to be done. As for the stadium, you know, uh, you know, uh, if I were to bet, I would say that we'll still have a stadium in 20 years in Orchard Park. What are your? If, if I gave you three priorities mm-hmm. that you have right now, yeah. what are the three biggest needs that Erie County that you know within the I, confines of this sure, budget? Sure, I think. Uh, I've mentioned a couple of them already. I mentioned education. I think ECC is a gem. I think we need to support it. We should not have a situation where half the uh, budget is funded by student tuition. I think that's... That, that's a situation we've been trying to address. I certainly have been trying to address over the years. Mm-hmm. I think we have to continue to pour money into the county road system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was out on uh, Grand Island the other day. Uh, we're we're uh, milling and overlay, doing milling and overlays on Bush and uh, Baseline Road, as well as Love Road, where I was at. Um, Town of Tonawanda, which is also in my district, we're going to be doing Ellicott Creek Road. I'll tell you. Uh, county road system as a whole is in pretty bad shape, but I would put the roads, the county roads in my district, up against anybody else's district because well, because they're in they're in they're in pretty decent shape. In fact, once we do Ellicott Creek Road, which is slated to start June 10th, you know you'd be hard pressed to find many roads in the town of Tonawanda county roads that you would say are in deplorable deplorable shape but well i don't understand why why that's a, a thing that we only talk about i mean is it that we're not we're just scratching the surface we're not actually fixing the roads properly well, and we're I just think, patching I, no the, the the county roads are still reeling from red and green budget right. i mean the i mean you know like half of maybe i'm exaggerating but but a significant proportion of dpw highway people got laid off and, you know, we're and preventive maintenance wasn't done and the road system suffered as a result because of because of years of neglect. 
we're slowly clawing our way back. And I think this year, with this budget, uh, with the deal that we, we came to in December, it's gonna fix uh, we're, the, the trajectory has changed. You know, if you I, look out there, you'll see a lot of county work being done. This infrastructure backbone that the county executive has proposed, which I think is ne- needed because you, you know as well as anyone that you know, you've got to lay that, that line, that fiber. For, for, the, for the Internet. For yeah. the Internet. Yeah, but I, here's I, the problem, though. It's going to rip up all of the roads that we're fixing right now. So what, which one do you do first? If you're going to properly fix the roads, you're just well, going to tear them up. And well, I, well, I think you, you have to fix the roads now. People can't wait for that. Uh, the, the Internet thing, I mean, that's, that's in the concept stage now. I think you're, you're two a year or three away? years. I, I, I think at least a year or two or more away. But I think it's an intriguing concept. I think it's, it's, it's the sort of thing we should be talking about. And, and because it's a matter of people, businesses uh, thrive oh, with that. It's, uh, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, a huge you know, need. I, I mean, there was a time when, you know, the Erie Canal, look at the Erie Canal. Why, why, why did <laughs> Buffalo become? Because of the Erie Canal. Then it was railroads, then it's airports. Um, now it's now it's the internet that you you want to have access to that to have your businesses locate here. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We're going to ask you some more uh, thirty-five thousand foot questions about the future of uh, businesses and uh, legalizing of marijuana and all the other issues of the day. Kevin Hardwick joins us. It's Hardline back right after this. Thank you, big voice man. Kevin Hardwick joins us uh, in studio. He is uh, Erie County Legislature, uh, District 4, running for re-election. Excuse me about that. Just, all of a sudden, I got emotional talking about the old days. Uh, he used to be uh, the uh, the host of, of Hardline, and he's kind enough to join us in studio. I want to ask you about the future of Erie County, the future of of our economy in Erie County. We, we see companies, Solar City, uh, is it safe to just put a stake in that? It's never going to happen. Well, that's a that's a bit of an embarrassment, isn't it? Everything that's gone on down there. Yeah, um, it, you, you know, the short term it was nice. We got some uh, we got some money poured in here. There were some construction jobs. There was a multiplier right. effect. That was nice, but in the end, you know, you just, you know, you it's it's it's. But but there's always the, the... Ho- hopefully hopefully. That has a good ending somewhere down the road. But there's always a chance in a Moby Dick you can land a, a huge great white and, and bring it in and say, look, this is the, the fish we got. Now it's flora. It's, it's marijuana legalization. Uh, whether or not they're doing CBD oil, uh, if, if the Schedule One status of these drugs are taken away. Would you be upset if 20,000 jobs came out of the marijuana industry? I, I'm I'm not sure I would. I mean, I I, mean, I, I am in, in terms of marijuana legalization. I'm I'm ambivalent. I can I can see either side of the argument, um, and you know I'm not I'm not quite frankly passionate about either. But jobs are jobs. Jobs right? are jobs. Sure. Where they, well, where have they come from? Yeah. So so what is uh, you know we look at the waterfront, the expansion of you know all these different things. What do we do with the canal? What do we do with the waterfront? What do we do with uh, you know the infrastructure around you know not just the city of Buffalo but the south towns, yeah. north towns? What is the future? Well, of well you know what uh, we have to we have to continue what we've been doing for the next decade or for the last decade or so and make Erie County a place that all these. These these people that come in to uh, to uh, our community for their education want to stick around. You know, I mean, I think I mean, you know, you just look at the number of kids coming to UB. A lot of them, not not the majority, not the lion's share, certainly, but a lot of them do stay around, and they they enhance 
everything around here. I mean, these are whether you're talking about national companies locating here, wanting wanting those people to to work here, uh, whether you're talking about them starting up things like through 43 North and all of that. Um, I I think that's great. I think that's a that's a big part of the future. But you have to make this a place where people want to live. And I think. You know, I moved here in, in 1989 when I got the job with Canisius College. And I got to tell you, for the first 20 years or so, this was not a place you really would find attractive to move to. In the last 10 or 12 years, there's been a lot going on. And, and you see it everywhere. And it's, uh, it's, we've got to keep that momentum coming. This but has what to is, be a place where people want to locate. But it also has to be an environment where business is, is welcome. Certainly. certainly. And that, that that's goes right back to taxes. It goes right back to, is there a climate? I mean, we don't, in the 50s, well, well, yeah, you know, the Kansas you know, City Royals were the, you know, the farm team for the Yankees in the 50s. Every time they had talent, it got plucked and went to the big town. That used to be the case. We're getting a lot mm-hmm. of outside people coming to Buffalo for all these different reasons. But again, keeping them here, what, what's the solution to that? How do you bring in the business but also uh, allow entrepreneurs and, and small business owners to well, want to Well, stay? I, I, I think on the local level, there's only so much we can do through our IDAs and the like. I mean, we are still in New York State. You can't, you can't take that out of the equation. We still have high state taxes. Um, you look at our county taxes, however, um, and, you know, they're among the lowest in the state in terms of the, the, the tax rate. It's, you know, you, you, don't, you don't realize that until you look at other places. Isn't you, it, you go down to Westchester County and you well, see what the average, average person pays there in taxes and you say, wow, that's But that's a lot sort of, of that, that is like being the thinnest of the sumo wrestlers, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it, <laughs> well, yeah, New but, York is but, pretty rough. Well, you know, I mean, there's this, you know, DiPietro is starting this secession movement. Maybe that succeeds, but otherwise you're going to be stuck in New York State. And you have to, you have to accept that. That's we, a given. You have to deal with it. We've got two minutes left. I want to ask you something outside of, of the body politic, mm-hmm. but you work at uh, Canisius. Yes, I do. Uh, the Catholic Church situation, right? Yeah. Uh, are we at the end of this? Do you think? Uh, do you think that leadership I, I, is? You, you know, I, I I hope so. I mean, and. and it's it's tough to say the good thing, but the good thing is, I mean, many of these allegations are decades old. Right. They're having, I, I, I think the church leadership has had some trouble uh, being transparent, and there's a question of a cover-up of things that happened decades ago. I think that, you know, these these terrible, uh, terrible uh, um, um, situations, I hope, are not occurring like they were Decades ago, I mean, are, are you it, it a hurts Catholic? me as a as a Catholic. Yeah, I was at St. Francis in the city of Tonawanda last night for four thirty mass, um, uh, and uh, and yeah, I I I feel it, and the the church is reeling, and it it hurts. Being growing up as a Catholic, it hurts a lot. Yeah, but the church is growing. It's growing globally. It's, it's growing, growing globally, but 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 it, it also it, it's showing signs of growth in North America as well, which is you yeah. Know. And but and I I guess you just don't see it around here with so many school right. closures. I mean, St. Francis, uh, my grandson goes to the pre-K there because the K through eight, the grammar school closed a few years ago, as so many other right. grammar schools and, and even high schools, Catholic high schools have closed. Hey, uh, Kevin Hardwick, thank you so much for this You're hour. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do here. This is great. You're carrying on the show. This is an important thing you do here. Well, that's very kind of you. Kevin Hardwick, thank you for joining us. Up next is Meet the Press. We'll be back next week. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.